0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 212
1: on Tuesday, the 16th of October, 2018. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And this week we'll be talking about self-imposed roadblocks on the road to zero. We'll also be discussing what the Brexit options mean to the motor industry. And we'll be talking about a film of a car being built. Sorry, was that um, was that what the breakfast options would be? No. No, 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 I'm not true. a Tory politician who gets mistaken over what is brexit and breakfast. Ah, what a shame anyway, do you want to start with um yeah, start let's, with I thought plug no, hopefully grant. we'll get the angry stuff out of the way pretty quickly this morning uh, or this evening even See just mentioned <laughs> breakfast oh God, now it's appalling. This is the news that the government has pulled the plug on the plug in grant did'.
0: Anymore, because I think that's been used once or twice in headlines this week. I know it has. Oh, look. Here's the one from Motoring Research. Government pulls plug in hybrid car
1: grants. (laughs) Yes, the government has decided of uh, the system they have had running since 2011, which has brought in or has helped bring in 160,000 green new cars, as we're sort of euphemistically calling it, They had three levels of grant that they would help plug-in hybrids. There was options three, two, and one. And they are removing three and two, so you can only have one, and they are reducing how much the grant will be by a £1,000 as well. So in order to get the grant now for a plug-in hybrid car, the vehicle must have CO2 emissions of less than 50 grams per kilometre, and have a pure electric range of at least 70 miles. Now, before we go any further, because I just want to be clear here, I think that is a good aim for the manufacturers to be pushed towards and for, therefore for um, consumers and people buying them to say, excuse me, I want to avail myself of this money off, please make me something that will do that. Agreed. I think that is good, and I think cutting the lower categories out is a good thing.
0: I think it's interesting, actually, because I I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because when you see the list of vehicles that are now non-eligible for these plug-in car grants, or will be from the 9th of November, it's quite a long list. It's, what, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 20-odd vehicles. Yeah. And... When you're at twenty odd vehicles, uh, the 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 ones that are now non-eligible, then that's actually becoming quite established, and it's not just from one manufacturer either; it's from five or six manufacturers. Yes. So i I think that by the time you're at that stage, then should we really be giving two and a half thousand pounds per vehicle from our tax money to them? Should we be subsidising it? Um, oh, it's uh, I'm tricky. not
1: sure that the number of vehicles available is the thing that we should be judging it on. I had many discussions on Twitter about this because a lot of people don't agree with there being a subsidy or grant at all. Yes. And I I am of the view that there should be a cap on price of the vehicle. It shouldn't be... you mm-hmm. know If you are buying a car over a certain amount and pick a figure of your choice, 40, 50, 60,000 pounds, thousand pounds—and over that limit you are probably in a financial position where you can fund the whole thing yourself. Yes. However, to encourage people who are not aiming for certain vehicles of a high price bracket anyway but would like to try out or use the best green vehicle for their circumstances if they've researched it i personally believe we should be encouraging that to happen because as as has been shown a plug-in hybrid is the gateway into full electrified vehicles mm-hmm. so what you're saying
0: is really what you you were trying not to say there was more more of the sort of leaf zoe Ionic, Saul EV, Kona EV, that that kind of price point of vehicle rather than necessarily the American brand or, you know, some of the, you know, or an i8 or or an i8 or or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: something like, you know, it's something of that sort of price range. You can afford to pay for the whole thing there. So you should not. That should not be subsidised. Well, it becomes a much smaller percentage of the overall cost, doesn't it? Yes. However, a say an ionic, that is much more in the price bracket of most people, and would benefit more people. Mm -hmm. So encourage that is is my opinion. So, but I do agree, as I said before, seventy miles. I think how many times have I banged on, or we've said it on this show, that we think? Oh, uh, we you, do it all the time. If you've got a twenty-mile range on a hybrid, that's pretty naff, really. Um, mm-hmm. f- quite honestly, uh, you know, and and dressing it up to say, "Well, that's the average commute or something," is no, 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 no. no. Don't do that. No, that, <laughs> that, that that doesn't work so well either. No, no. because uh,
0: because uh, yeah, yeah, the, the the theoretical ranges and the real life ranges are somewhat different. When yeah. it comes to these, there's lots of stuff about. There's uh, people have, and thank you, people, have sent us lots of lots of links.
1: Yes, we, there are story. there are going to be links in the show notes to specific government released information on this, as well as the SMMT's response, which, as everyone will imagine, has been to welcome this with open arms and say thank you, government, for giving us no warning whatsoever. And that's my my main problem with all this, is they have given. No lead time. Now, now there are this. arguments both ways for the lead time. Okay. And I'm not saying I agree with no, that. No, 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 but we need to... But, I'm uh, here to listen, maybe not agree, but I am... No, honestly, I am. I know you're looking at me as though I'm not, but... You're not normally. <laughs> that, so, so, I mean, you understand that with WLTP
0: and stuff, there was lots of time for people to build up uh, and then to have this massive flood at the last second. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now... This, they haven't done that. It's very short notice, possibly too short, but it's very short notice. And so it's not going to let that happen again. Now, the UK car in motoring industry, you know, and sales are right up in the air at the minute anyway. Yeah. There is, it. is, uh, we're just nowhere near having a baseline right at the minute to be able to compare things to. So there is an advantage to saying, well, look, it's such a mess right now. A little bit more mess won't matter. It's not as if we're going. And this stops us changing the goalposts again in another six or seven or eight months. And then again, not being able to compare things year on year and not being able to track. Actually, are things better or are they worse? Uh, and it also stops people running up so that they can then take advantage of these. Take, adv- I don't mean take advantage as in. Use them for the in the way that they're intended, in the spirit they're intended. I mean the sort of last minute Oh my goodness uh sort of grab that tends to that tends to be happening every time we have these changes of regulation. So you know, I, I feel that it's actually doing the industry a, a bit of a favour by making it pretty sharpish.
1: Is it? But, but uh, that's that's. Oh. I, I totally understand what you are saying. I totally. I,
0: it's always going to be. Ru- it's always going to be rubbish. It's just maybe a bit less rubbish this way. That's as much as I am saying.
1: I I, earn, you know, I completely as as I understand can. what you are saying. I I completely get that. You know, nobody can game the system by getting a bunch of these vehicles bought at the last second and taking you know and taking advantage of the financial benefits mm-hmm. when perhaps they don't necessarily weren't doing it for the environmental benefits yeah so i I can i can see the sense in that however the car industry is having enough my thoughts are the car industry is having enough trouble that perhaps having a discussion with them and saying look this needs to change quickly (laughs) however we're not going to give you too much of a break and gave them even if they gave them 12 months or something because it, it it's just so soon after. See what the problem I've got is the way that the diesel VED was changed in the last budget was so poorly handled and was effectively them saying we are now just going to take money off extra money off you and yeah. pretend pretend we're wrapping this up in saying well you can as long as you can get one of these greener engines you're fine which. It could not be proved or judged against at the time because there was nothing to judge them against. Oh, yeah, it's a horrible, horrible mess. Let's not be under any illusion. Yeah, as long as this diesel engine produces unicorns, then you can have uh, this extra money off, is what they basically said. Mm-hmm. And it just feels a bit like the government goes, yes, we, we support the, the the car industry, we support the people who need vehicles for their work and all the rest of it. However, just as soon as you're back we're going to take all this money off you because we don't actually care. And that's yeah, that's... Maybe I'm being too negative on the government because I, I completely understand what you're saying. It make it painful quickly, and then it's done. It's a whole ripping the plaster off yes. thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I can argue for your side as well, by the way. So don't don't think I'm, you know, I, it's it's just a myth.
1: Um Just just one last thing, though. We're talking about information that was sent to us, of course, this doesn't make as much difference to fleets. No, and if the government is going to get to the uh, road to zero with cars it really needs fleets to get on board because as we can see when we've discussed the new car registration figures the fleet number (laughs) has its own column (laughs) you know it is very important so they can create adoption very quickly in the light in the normal buying cycle of this country Mm -hmm. because they can do it en masse uh, there's an article from EV Fleet World, uh, written excellently written by Alex Grant, that goes on to discuss this and say, and it sort of says, or, or, or helps educate me in realizing that if when Hammond discusses not that one discusses his budget uh, in the next few days, whenever it is, weeks, whatever, it's pretty soon and he suddenly says, well, actually what we're going to do for fleets is this, then that will mean that the hybrid, uh, the plug-in hybrid, because they're reducing the EV grant as well, by the way, but I didn't mention that before. But the reduction in these uh, these grants won't be as big a factor as they appear to be at the minute Mm -hmm. if they are tying it into something else. We have to presume that it will or it won't. I'm erring more to the cautious side, perhaps. on well, Recent experience that left hand and right hand don't talk to each other. We can only
0: look and see and find out what it is that they're going to do. It's it's, yeah. uh, it's not as if we're going to have any any say or influence in it. No,
1: unless of course you're listening. So, but that's unlikely. So that's no, it's not the SMT. If he's supposed to like a spreadsheet, but you know, it's it's not that time of the month. So. That could be uh, a factor that mitigates the the move they've made. If they if they change up the business in kind and that sort of stuff, that could that could explain the or or help everyone understand that that doesn't really matter now what they've done. That is mm. not as important as it was. All we can do is wait and see. Yeah. So, so there we are. So there's plenty of links and stuff to do with that. If you want to look into it further, if you have an entire day spare, you
0: can you you can read all you want into this. You know about this, not into this. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'll stop. Di- I'll stop digging. Let's talk about dieselgate. Yes, let's go to some. Let's go to something happy. <laughs> For once, I'm almost happy to move on to this. So yes, Audi has been fined eight hundred million euros. Uh, by German prosecutors uh, because of the the because of the the violations uh, it's the wording here from automotive news europe of its V6 and V8 diesel engines. Uh, Audi has accepted the fine it's not going to lodge any appeal against it and
1: it's going to going to basically get on with it. Yeah this was from Munich wasn't it? This is in Munich. This was Munich. This is yes. on the back of um, where was it? Sorry, I did I did read it earlier. It was on the back of the Brunswick area, mm-hmm. which fined the VW Group a billion
0: in yes. June. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, so this, so, so just so you know, uh, according to the Audi statement, the fine of eight hundred million euros is the maximum fine for negligent regulatory offences. And and I'm quoting here the disgorgement. Uh, yeah. So 5 million euros for negligent regulatory offences and 795 million euros for the disgorgement of economic benefits for which there is a very long German term. Uh, what I don't know is is who to whom the economic benefits are going to be disgorged as part of this. The, the language in the press release is really quite something. It's like,
1: wading through treacle lots of lawyers spent a long time didn't they because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i like things that it's and then it's article. been
0: translated by a native german speaker yeah
1: because I, I like this article oh, no, it's, because it, it, it's got this wonderful phrase right at the end of the second paragraph it Says, the automator admits its responsibility for the deviations from regulatory requirements <laughs> i mm. thought that's a that's an incredibly nice way of putting didn't meet the
0: rules (laughs) it is yes in the context of deviations regulator requirements of certain v6 and v8 diesel aggregates and diesel vehicles manufactured and distributed by audi ag it is wonderfully wonderfully constructed uh legalese there so congratulations audi that's probably one of the hardest press releases i've ever tried to wade my my way through so yes pretty pretty tough anyway it's all going well in germany isn't it do you want to tell us about the uh, about the 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 fun knock on the door that Opel's had this week.
1: Yes, the prosecutors were very busy. Uh this time it's Germany's uh, transport ministry, the KBA, knocked on the door of Opel and said, uh, "Yeah, we need to come in and have a look around your offices please because we found another software device earlier in the year that we th- believe is illegal." And this is the fifth one that they found mm. at Opel. Well, they
0: claim to have found it. Opal. Yes. Let's be because this, this isn't yeah, done and dried
1: the, yet. Yeah. They, they the KBA believe these things to be illegal. Opal is repeating that they believe everything on their vehicles comply with the applicable regulations. So they don't think they've done anything wrong. The KBA does. So this is going to end up in court, and they're going to have to prove that they they did do it wrong. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be interesting to see how this goes, um, because I mean this is yet another this is a different German manufacturer being prosecuted in Germany. I mean, there the power that they've got now is just mm-hmm. getting smaller and smaller because of you know the trust yeah. the trust issues. I mean, we said it was it last week. I said that Toyota now were more trusted <laughs> than any of the home brands, yeah, <laughs> which is crazy.
0: And this, by the way, if if there was something here, then it's going to affect about ninety five thousand uh, Opel vehicles with Euro six
1: D engines, only in Germany, though, because each each of the countries have to do this separately. Ah, oh, that's true. Which go, is right. which is one of the problems they found. So obviously, PSA must be delighted. <laughs> they yes, thought.
0: well, they're not. They're, they are a PSA Group, which owns the Opel and Vauxhall brands, declined to comment. Yeah. We are. right quite. Uh, move on oh God. by the way after the um, after guilt minute it lightens up okay just just worth it and we're trying to get through this I know we spent a lot of time on that first but story actually it, it, it is key. all grim up
1: until guilt minute sorry everyone. it
0: is I've already been through and I thought you'd done that on
1: purpose no uh, sorry right. everyone but let's let's take a deep breath and we will get through this and we will be better yeah. on the other side all together so SMMT has launched a new Brexit readiness program
0: the aim of this is to be a, a contingency, to be a contingency aid package, to help customers throughout the um, throughout the automotive supply chain in the UK, uh, in the effect in the event of a Brexit of some form or other. It's worth mentioning that whilst big manufacturers like JLR and Dr Raspeth uh, and and other. Other manufacturers are very outspoken uh, uh, on their opinions on Brexit. That the manufacturers are only the first tier of a lot of of an awful lot of industry here in the UK. Yep. Uh, they're the biggest. They're the most obvious. There's a lot of small and medium sized enterprises uh, that um, that support that support many of these these multinationals uh, uh, building in, in the UK, uh, be they in logistics, in very, very specialised areas, uh, or even things like uh, sub, you know supplying interiors, supplying exteriors, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, that, that, what reminds me of that is just the other night, I was watching that Top Gear that I keep mentioning, where they showed hmm. the... It's now, sadly... Quite old. Yes. Uh, but where they got everything that was manufactured in this hmm. country unto the mouth, but they did make a point of talking about the parts as well which i thought was a really good good thing that they did and it showed the level of not just expertise and, and quality of stuff but it showed how many different little things go into making a car
0: but, but, but the 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 knock-on effects of something happening, changing at the top go right the way down and I mean, I was speaking to, to someone to someone last week, and, and he was called. He was kind of called. He'd listened to last week's show and was calling us calling me out slightly on our comments on the JLR shutdown for two weeks, and we'd said, and you know, and JLR continuing to pay, and he said, "Yeah, but some of the some of you know," he said, "people who, who work for the suppliers, the deal was different." They were maybe getting one week of pay and then one week of nothing. So, you know, sure, JLR are continuing to pay their direct employees, but the subcontractors weren't in the same kind of position. No, no, and, and it's a long knock-on effect. And 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 this is to help with that kind of thing going forward, and and yeah. just generally to to help out. So, you know, eighty-two thousand jobs, four point nine billion pounds into the economy, three point four billion pounds worth of of parts and vehicles exported to the EU each year. We've got to be aware of that. Yep. Anyway, move on.
1: Yes. Uh there is also a link in the show notes to an article because uh, Steve Ar- Stephen Armstrong who is the boss of uh, Ford Europe has also come out and made a statement about how how much of an impact a hard Brexit that's the one where there is no deal that we that the UK mm-hmm. Falls out the EU and there is no deal, so we fall into WTO rules automatically. W, WTF rules? Yeah, yeah quite. <laughs> so, so it, he's he's come out and said, look, and explained what it means to the business. This is on the back of Honda saying exactly the same things. JLR, Toyota, Nissan, Nissan. You know, there's all you know. Aston Martin's even said this is this will be very very difficult as well. Uh, Mini, <laughs> as well. BMW yeah all all the all the manufacturers have made it very clear that these things will impact their business and at that point they have to reevaluate where they are making things because at the end of the day they are a business that is there to make money they are not a business that says oh we love this country we'll do everything we can just to help it out and ignore our shareholders that's not how it works They simply can't. Fiduciary responsibility means that they simply can't. No, it is is illegal for them to do silly things and waste, be be daft with money. Um, So Hmm. if if it costs more to build something, and sell it abroad, they will build it abroad and just take the hit on and bring it in to this country. That will be how it works.
0: Yep, and it will come from our pockets in the end. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to move on uh, to Ford? Links across neatly into this next yes, story.
1: it is. As as everybody's aware, most of our listeners have a Ford GT. So we thought it's, that this, this item should, in fact, be near the top. But is this consumer advice? Th- this here? is trying to protect our listeners because the Ford GT, there is a possibility of a fire risk due to or that is... It is possibly because of a leak in the hydraulic system that controls the suspension in the rear spoiler. So if your GT has been built between December 2016 and July 2018, the 31st of July 2018, they are affected. Get in touch with your local Ford dealer. Exactly. I know, uh, looking at our listener figures, that will be the majority of all the GTs that have been sold across the globe. So mm-hmm. good luck with that, and they will... Sorted out, and then there will be no no risk of flaming GTS. Actually, uh, to be
0: particularly accurate and pedantic in this, uh, it is just under two hundred vehicles in North America that have been recalled. Yeah, so it's far. only America and Canada. This so case. Uh, <laughs> just yet, yeah, but but all the same, if I had a Ford GT, I'd be ringing them up and saying, uh, "Can we just make
1: sure, please?" Uh, it does say at the bottom of this Motoring Research article, which uh, you feel free to click through and read, but it does say that. A package is being put together for European cars along similar amendments is how it's worded. Yeah. So,
0: It's to do with pressure controls and stuff in the systems. Yes. Fun things like that. Anyway. Moving on from Ford. <laughs> moving on from Ford. They'll, they'll be delighted to hear. <laughs> China. This is really just reiterating something that we talked about last week, uh, which was about the car sales falling in China. And we mentioned even then that it was about 12%. Uh, to a mere 2.4 million. The trouble is that this drop in sales is of course having you know, it is the, the, the butterfly. The the new affluent middle class Chinese person not, uh, not deciding not to buy a new car is the, the current version of the butterfly flapping its wings over the Pacific. Mm. Because as that happens, that then leads to drops uh, like that 11.6%. And a lot of motor manufacturers all around the world had started to pin their hopes on china's being the next big growth uh, area, and so we're intending on exporting exporting, and exporting to china and so a lot of manufacturers are having to uh, are having to realign uh, their sales expectations again this drops straight back into the jLr discussion from last week uh, and the one I brought up a minute ago yep. so yes, so it's got to to got to be got to be key about that there we go so different companies different amounts of slowdown and
1: and stuff and yeah yeah so uh it's it's one to keep our eyes on because that was always a a good market for manufacturers to be in to help global profits yes once you got into it yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. right uh more bad news i'm afraid as we said, but this time it's that the Morgan... It's only two more, folks. We can, we can fight through this. <laughs> yes. It's that the Morgan EV3, which was their three-wheeler with a battery and electric motor in it, has been shelved indefinitely. They've got... Well, Morgan are saying that there is problems with their supplier, and I'm going to quote here. They're not really saying problems. Our current EV powertrain supplier is no longer able to fulfil the project within the terms of the contract. That's a problem, Alan. That's a that's a problem. However, Fraser Nash Energy Systems said, "Well, there was a number of contractual reasons, actually." Uh, and he said, "Well, what we have built was, and I'm quoting again, very promising." So, very promising isn't necessarily the requirements that have been specified. Yes. So that's they basically EV are saying that they haven't uh, produced what they were hoping that would be produced. So we can't actually sell these on. Everybody is very happy to say, "Well, we've learned lots of lessons, et cetera, etc, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. Well, and Morgan is still adamant that they have an electrified future, sorry, Tom Callow for saying electrified, but they have an electric future as well
0: no i think I think people probably have learned an awful lot, and this has gone on much longer than it was expected to and I really hope they can be a replacement, maybe potentially with a different potentially a different supplier. Mm. But the, uh, I mean, Steve Cropley in Autocar here is saying that they were ex- that Morgan had been expecting Fraser Nash to to basically deliver a turnkey solution. Yeah. So here is your solution that we just plug in and it turns, and obviously that wasn't quite what happened. Yep. Which is a great shame because I thought it was such a cool concept. But I'm really looking forward to what they do instead. Yes. Right. The final of the bad news. Final of the bad news. Bloodhound. Bloodhound project. I think. <sighs> you're a listener to the motoring podcast so i'm going to assume that you're aware of blood of uh project bloodhound which is the attempt to break thousand mile an hour mark in as the land speed record with the bloodhound ssc car now they've gone into administration now lots of people are getting quite i don't know sometimes i wonder if maybe people don't don't realize that in administration isn't isn't ne- doesn't necessarily mean you're about to go down the tubes.
1: Uh, but I think a lot of people are emotionally invested in this, so I uh, think just people. To are... To be clear, I
0: have I I am emotionally invested in this, uh, as well as financially. My
1: name is on that tail fin. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, but I think this had caught the imagination, certainly in a lot of areas of this country, which was great to see that it had. But I and I think that's what's upset people to the point where they're not perhaps just taking a breath and going, yeah. it's not all over yet. There's there's still possibilities.
0: So there's actually some really good news here because the administrators that have been appointed, two people called Andrew Sheridan and Jeff Rowley of FRP Advisory, LLP, are joint administrators of this. Now, these are people that have a really good track record. This hasn't gone straight to one of the big five accountancy companies or someone who just well quite uh who just treat it as um
1: that's what i was thinking uh who have who aren't just no i've just spent all, i've spent all week and last week clearing up the mess of one of them and I, I'm, oh, right. I'm staggered that any of them get any money or business i'm I, i'm i'm not because i have to deal with them for work
0: and <laughs> so frp advisory have a great track record in this kind of project. So they're the people that found new investors for Force India, for example. They've got a very good black book of names and numbers. They understand exactly what this is. They understand the opportunities available in um, from a project like Bloodhound. I mean, even here, I've got the bloodhoundssc.com news page here. And, you know, there's, there's some good quotations here saying... You know, it's a truly groundbreaking project. Already built a global audience, uh, helped to inspire a new generation of science and technology uh, talent in the UK. And as it says, entering into administration provides some breathing space to identify an investor who will bring in guaranteed funding. They've done
1: so, they've done so much with kids as well. They, they, well, that's the, different. Now we'll come the vast to that. Majority of uh, the the work that people will see that they've done is with kids. Because they have gone into schools and they've they've got them excited about engineering right. and simply
0: about seeing as you brought that up, that work continues because that's done. That is actually provided by a separate company which is a registered charity called Bloodhound SSC Education Limited. Okay. Those projects continue. I was going to say this after I'd said what I was in the middle of saying, but those projects continue. That was a vitally impo- important part of of this. One of the things was it wasn't just that, just some, some Landspeed Record vanity projects. I saw somebody describe it as on Twitter today before quite a lot of people who, whom I believe are eminent, disagreed quite seriously. So they are, uh, so that stuff continues. Good, that that, Good. that is continuing. Okay, so there. Uh, uh. anyway, what they, what Andrew Sheridan was saying was. That, saying that whilst it's not an insignificant amount, the £25 million bloodhound requires to break the land speed record as a fraction of the cost of, for example, finishing last in an F1 season or running an America's Cup team. So what I'm trying to say is this is a lot of... There also goes on to say that they're, they're talking about a number of potential investors and would encourage people to contact them yep. soon. So these are people that understand relatively where this sits. Other people are saying, "Why are we bothering with this kind of project? What's the actual outcome of it?" Well, it's like going to space directly, or absolutely, or con. Oh,
1: not, not yes. to, or not Concord. to depress everybody, but so, you really but, are depressing me now. But we so, learn so much but,
0: by doing that, and this is exactly that. This is this. This fits into exactly that category. It's a fantastic thing to be doing, a fantastic thing to be supporting, and that's why I put you know some of my own money towards it not a lot a little bit was because i believe in what they were doing around science and technology teaching because i'm big on that you let's have let's have useful let's have people doing useful degrees please yep and and also just 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 how cool would it be to say
1: well you know that thousand mile thing had my name on the back of it hmm? i'm quite hopeful about this it does sound like they've got the right if anybody's going to make it happen these people are going they're to make the it ones happen. it's the best chance they've given themselves the best chance by appointing who they've appointed agreed. It's not to say that it's guaranteed or anything, but I'm more hopeful than if it was like you say one of the big four or fives, and it was that would just be well. Forget it, because that is just selling the assets at that point.
0: Yeah, it's your asset stripping by then. now they expect a Sweeney Kincaid or a similar auction of of you know <laughs> of the assets? Here's, here's of a,
1: this titanium bolt that will do a thousand miles an hour. Apparently, you know, how much am I bid yeah. for this?
0: <laughs> well, yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so, so yes, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased that that's not the
1: case. No, right, that's that's it. There's, there's no more doom and gloom. We're going to take a breath, and if everyone can just readjust as they listen to Alan now during the Guild the guilt minute, and then we will go on to more positive aspects of the motoring world. Yes, quite. Well, by the way, next week I
0: will make sure I'm not busy uh, on a Tuesday, and I'll make sure that I I try and do more of the do more of the lineup. But he's been so organised these last two weeks uh, that he's beaten me to it's it. My new system. Yeah it is anyway this is that moment I'm not sure I quite like this new system really so anyway this is that moment in the show where if you enjoy what we're doing uh, then we encourage you to please if you wouldn't mind hunt a small amount of your hard-earned cash our direction the easiest way for you to do that is go drip feeding it to us monthly using the patreon service if you go to motoringpodcast.com and click the orange become a patron button there on the front page uh, then you'll be able to do that if you're already a patron as we said last week at great length thank you so much we really really appreciate your support it is it is a fantastic thing for us if you can't do that then please don't forget to like, rate, and leave feedback via the podcast playing platform of your choice. Uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Undercast, Shortcast, whatever thing with one casters at the end. Of, one <laughs> blank, yes. <laughs> uh, then, then you know we're 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 available via all good podcast playing platforms. If you've done even that, then please, why not suggest a friend uh, and recommend us to them? Uh, Subscribing to the show obviously means that it's going to drop magically into your device of choice, probably your mobile device, device, automatically every single week or possibly even twice a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums up Guilt Minute without going into a long, waffly ending. No, that is perfect. Good because we had a long waffly lead in. Yes, Formula E, Alan. Formula E testing is taking place. It started today, Valencia. In Valencia, I, I was tweeted uh, uh, just as I was about to have my dinner earlier on. That goodness, I remember when they were testing at Donnington
1: rather than Valencia. Um, yeah, I think that decision got changed very quickly. <laughs> like, yes, hmm, yes. Where's warmer? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was July the 1st was it. Uh
0: there are only two seats left to be announced uh, in One. there's been an update. Oh, okay. Mahindra have filled. Oh, Mahindra have filled. Okay, you're going to have to pop in at that point then. So, just to quickly run through the teams this year. Yes, Audi, uh, Daniel Abt and Lucas Degrassi once again. BMW is De Costa and Sims. Dragged Racing is Lopez and TBC. So, mm-hmm. so that one is yet to be confirmed. That seat's yet to be confirmed. Uh, Jaguar Evans and Piquet. Oh, I've just been caught out. HWA
1: who's that now? What company's that? So
0: Oh, I can't think which one it is. Which? HWA uh Paffitt and Van Duren. Hang on a second, I'll tell you. Hang on. This is because I've only got one thing in front, open in front of me. Uh, uh, yeah. Mahindra uh, Dambrosio and someone I'm not sure about.
1: Ver, uh, I think he's German. It's Verlin Verline, W E H R L E I N. Verline, that sounds about but right. But he was announced this morning. Ah. So and this tweet,
0: is, this yesterday, piece of information yeah. is yesterday. Yep. Neil are uh, uh, Dilman and Turvey, Nisana, Alban and Buemi, Cheetah. they race Tichita, Uh Lotra and Vern, Venturia Massa and Mortara, and Virgin are Sam Bird and Thingy Freen as well. Gosh, I've done lots of research for that particular article. I'm so sorry. Well, did a you? Terrible mess. Yes.
1: Did you say? Yes, it is. Awful, Alan. You should be so so feel so good Did you? I saw tweets this morning at the start of the testing, but I I didn't have a chance to go onto any live streams or watch any videos. But I saw so many people going, "Oh, these sound amazing this year." So I haven't heard one of these. So somebody, so some the the the, the sound has changed apparently. So it'll be interesting to hear what they said. Well, it's
0: completely new battery Uh, and engine. I'm sure
1: somebody said it's it's more like a jet engine now. So I I I can believe it because when
0: When I was looking for photos from earlier, because it was a Neo uh, Racing, which used, to, which was originally Team China Racing, mm. um, way back, and so I tweeted a picture of one of their cars at Donington, and it's you look now and it's all grey and green and, and all super modern, and it looked a bit like a takeaway menu, the original livery. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, but they the, did the, the steps on from the way the cars look as well. Oh, it's it's huge. Whenever you look at this, is going to be the fifth season, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and I was looking at pre-season one testing. Yeah, first ever testing, first ever public testing session, and just the difference. It's it's so funny because it's still the pictures are still the battery coolers are still uh, chip fat, uh, chip you know deep fat fryer baskets with dry ice in them, (laughs) and and leaf blowers. Yeah, and not not even electric leaf blowers in some cases it was only after that that everyone was told no no no! come on optics on this please
1: duct tape over the name of the leaf blower as well please
0: no 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 yeah it wasn't (laughs) even at that stage it was it was it was quick run into derby and get us get and get something that's going to blow air over this would you (laughs) Um, that's the level it was at. I, I swear. And and when I look now, and they're about to go into the fifth season, and they've got this fantastic new car, and they can do an entire race on one thing. I mean, that day someone crashed for the first time, and they weren't sure if the car was going to snap in half or not when it got lifted onto the onto the thing. Everyone was watching. But but you look at photos. you
1: look at the the drivers now named their names from other you know, recognisable names that people who aren't necessarily paying that much attention to Formula E will recognise these hmm. names. No, which is always helps, a bit like that. Helps bring... Yeah, but the, I think this year is the most of that up to date. Uh, possibly. Which I think yeah. helps bring in... what well, it brings in advertisers, it brings in the TV, it brings in... It just keeps ramping up the levels of interest and the levels of eyes and cameras that are on this series, which is a good thing because... You can see it now in Autosport. If you go on one of their uh, pages, at the top, Formula E has its own dedicated column now. It does, yeah. It's not under the More Series, which it used to be. So mm-hmm. I think that steps it out now that it's... I believe it's here to stay. And I think when you've got the manufacturers now in who are backing it in the way that they are, that... Put so much more power behind it and make sure that people need to pay attention. Therefore, because if those manufacturers are there, they want TV coverage, yeah, because they they you know it's it's advertising, it's brand awareness, all these other things that need to happen in motorsport. Mm -hmm. And I think they they Formula are doing a cracking job of it. I know not everybody likes things like the fan boost and stuff like that. I quite enjoy it because it it only happens in this one series, yeah it's a different thing. You know it, 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 it's it's just showing it, yes, it is different, but it's still racing
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: and, and i and i I like that, and that's why you know we'll continue to cover it on this show, yeah, yeah, not just because exactly. I like it because I... Alan likes it as well, it, sorry, let's make that clear <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true though,
1: right, moving on to our second. Motorsport. Uh, we'll Which go. I
0: also like, by the way. I'd like to make it
1: clear that I do like WRC. Just last week, I was there pondering, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. Mm, there's a space at M Sport. Mm, Mr. Meek is looking for a drive, I believe. And lo and behold, Chris Meek is back. But to catch me <laughs> completely off guard, he's going to Toyota. Yeah. Wow. I think that makes Toyota so strong. If now this because this was my question, <laughs> was not it?
0: If if his problem was the car and not him, yes. But Tommy Mackinnon was. I think you look at the keen. manager
1: as well, yeah. Because look what they've do, done with Tannock. Mm-hmm. He has clearly had the right management and guidance, and I mean these guys always obviously go on continuous training and stuff like that. You know they're always being coached people at the top of the sport don't stop coaching, being coached, whatever sport you're doing, because that's when you fall behind. So Tanik is obviously getting the right coaching. So can they harness Meek because he is clearly super fast? Can they harness that and, you know, make it one, two, three with the the Toyotas on the podiums uh, and really helping the fight for team points because... Uh, is it La- Lappi's going to Citroen next year? That's being that's being confirmed. So Citroen have now got their lineup sorted. Toyota have got theirs. I would suspect Hyundai are not changing their makeup, and it's it just a case like of M Sport because they're on a lot less of a budget. Because Ford aren't going to plow more money into it, then they need someone who can bring advertising mm-hmm. and sponsorship with them. Yes, yeah. So we'll see what happens there I think. Yeah. But that but I'm really excited to see Chris Meek back because I I hope he can show us that he is a fantastic driver and it the stuff with Citroen was because he was just trying way too hard to keep them going.
0: The trouble here of course is that you are a bit of a Chris Meek fan. I'm a bit of a Toyota fan. <sighs> This is going to be a tough coverage next week, next year, isn't it?
1: Well, I'm not allowed to talk about Toyota things because... I know. Well, that's what's going to make it even harder. I'm going to have to start the season and go, I'm arbitrarily now using a, a hat and pulling a name from it at random <laughs> and going, oh, it's Skoda WRC2. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I like them. They're really good watching, by the way. Yeah, yeah. WRC2 is, yeah. is good fun. Mm. Red Bull coverage is very good for catching up on this sort of stuff if you don't have Channel 5. Just a little no. tip there. Right, let's move on to what we would normally have, designers mood board, but this isn't designers.
0: It's R&D mood board. No. My apologies to those of you patrons who got the email earlier on promising some designer shuffling, and and somebody hadn't read the articles properly.
1: No, but it is important. This is an important article, which we would have put in anyway. I. Believe. It is,
0: yes. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about Matsuhiro Tanaka, who has been the the Vice President of Mazda's European Research and Development Centre for some time. He had and Tanaka-san had announced that he was returning to Japan to take over the role of General Manager of Chassis Dynamics and Development Department, which I'm sure isn't quite as alliterative in Japanese. Mazda have now announced his successor, Hajime Saikaku.
1: That's excellent. Um, Well done. I am Thank so you. glad. I practiced I am earlier so on. glad that you are uh, contractually obliged to say the <laughs> Mazda and Toyota articles because
0: I was already for Essopetti Lappy earlier on as well. <laughs> so <laughs> he he now becomes to join uh, to take over that European R and D center. Uh, Roll straight from Japan. Uh, he's worked for Mazda and Ford in Europe and Japan in the past, so this won't be completely new. No. But there we go. Excellent. That sounds interesting. And yes. he's he's posing in a he's posing in an MX Five and stuff. So that's always a good sign. Yeah, quite. He's looking serious. He's got his
1: hand face on. <laughs> right. Moving on to the lunchtime read, and once again we're putting forward a. An article uh, that near Khan has written, and again we're going to cover r and d here and this this is th- a theme this week, yes, it seems to be it's better than the theme it could have been, which was <laughs> awful and bad, but near goes in to discuss about r and d spending investment in uh, product development costs. That sort of thing, and
0: this this all ties in with the bloodhound stuff. Yeah, yeah, and as far and as it, I'm concerned, it, this ties in with the bloodhound stuff.
1: Absolutely, because he, he goes on to talk about it's a very fine balance of people pursuing these things because there are so many times when you can't give an ROI on what is being developed, but it will make a difference way further down the line. I'm not going to go much more into details because I really want you to read this, and so click on the link in the show notes, please. Uh, I,
0: I was enjoying it so much I forgot to paste the paste uh, paste the link for Andrew to join the the hangout tonight um, because only,
1: I got distracted by this. There's only three calls on the trot now. I don't know I'm, I'm, anymore. Uh, and it would become a trend, and I might get uh,
0: Slack. Slack was taking a long time to load up, and in the meantime, I guess, my lad, and um, I'm practicing. And I started reading Neil's article in the meantime and forgot. Mm.
1: So go read that; it's very good, and gives gives us Muggles an insight into what actually happens behind the closed doors. Mm-hmm. And it helped me appreciate some more of. I mean, I, I I do know about manufacturing, so it wasn't a complete shock, but it does help give us an appreciation of what these what these companies are actually having to balance when they mm-hmm. develop any little bit of tech that we we. Jeff touch poke or use in a car no we're not talking about necessarily the whole car but uh, a bit of tech that's new that they branch out on or is specific to their car so please go read it it's really really mm-hmm. good it is on LinkedIn uh we're also on LinkedIn by the way motoring podcast is on LinkedIn
0: yes uh every now and again uh, I do make sure I share stuff to it yes I'm, I'm intending to be better at that well that's it's LinkedIn, but it it's it's a it's a uh, it tends to say to share serious stuff to there and not you know instagram pictures yes quite yes right list of the week list of the yes this week's list of the week i like this week's list of the week for a number of reasons for starts by johnny
1: edge mr trousers of truth Mm -hmm. those of you don't know he is one of three that make up smooth traffic so if you've not listened to that podcast we would encourage you to go and listen in they don't just talk about cars but they talk about uh, pop culture stuff as well like gaming and things like that it's good fun I mean, I mean, I could do with that. I mean, I I suffer the football bit for all the rest, <laughs> and maybe sometimes make sure your children aren't listening, perhaps.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're allowed to use naughty words, unlike me. Yes, I'm not allowed to use naughty words on here. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's excellent stuff, and Ben owes me another beer for plugging their podcast. Excellent, good. Yeah, yeah. Some point where I will actually cash in these beer tokens i've earned anyway this week it's from influx and it's ultimate gt cars and i like this list because it's from the 50s right the way through until the 2020s of what johnny feels and can justify is the best gt car per uh per decade yep i think he's cheated with the last one but oh he's definitely cheated It's Johnny. There's no doubt about it. Uh, So the last one is definitely a bit of a cheat.
1: So, but go for it. It's an interesting, very interesting list.
0: Yes, but it's very interesting list. Interesting choices, all sorts of stuff in in there. So please, it's worth five or six minutes of your time. Yep. uh, Just there, if you if you've ever used Adrian Flux Insurance Company, you probably receive links to all of these by email anyway. I know I do, and I don't even insure with them anymore.
1: Right, this is the end finally, and uh, for those of you playing along at home should realise I should be discussing this. However, because of the manufacturer involved, I am not contractually allowed to discuss in this instance, so I shall hand over to my colleague.
0: Yeah, and this one's from Goodwood uh, Road and Racing. Uh, It's a very quick little piece by Ethan Jupp uh, of Motoring Research on there. And it is a time-lapse video of the the Mazda 787B that won Le Mans. Now, it's the most amazing-sounding car. Yes. Because it's a rotary-powered Le Mans car. Yes. Now, I called someone out earlier on today for not including a, a rotary engine in a list of engines to be tried or owned. Because uh, rotary engines are fantastic when they're working. Well, did you uh,
1: see on that front, I was reading a James Ruppert article in Autocar talking about right. the reliability of older, perhaps more Sheddy-type second-hand cars. don't know mm-hmm. why I'm doing that at all at the moment. Uh, no, and
0: don't buy a rotary, though. No, no, well, he please. went on Andrew, to discuss... don't you buy no, a I'm
1: not going to buy one. I, I don't have deep enough pockets. And he went on to discuss, actually, the the RX-8 and saying... They are glorious and wonderful. However, as soon as they pass on from the first owner, they appear to become a money pit and a problem, and it's such a shame.
0: The, the secret is, when you buy it, you buy one and you make sure you have enough money stowed aside as personal insurance for a rebuild from someone like Rotechnics or uh, the crowd in Northampton that I once bought a load of bits for an MX-5 from. Then as long as you do that... Then you'll be just fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When it works, it will be the most amazing car ever. Wonderful power delivery, fantastic noise, just just genius. Anyway, sorry, I we've gone off topic. I Thank you for you. derailing me quite nicely there. But yes, this is this is this is a stop motion. Uh, I don't mean stop motion. I suppose it is stop motion. Uh, but this is a time lapse of of yeah the rebuild and, and
1: restoration of the seven eight seven B. Well worth a watch. It's time-lapse right up until they take it outside and start it up and give it some welly on the go pedal. It's gl- it is wonderful. I would love to see headphones moving. up when that bit comes on, everybody. Mm-hmm. They're on, and you turn the volume up and just revel in the the noises. Brilliant. Utterly, utterly yeah. brilliant.
0: And it's only three minutes... At- and it's only three three and a bit minutes long as well, so it's not as if it's going to take up a lot of your time. Please do make time uh, to watch that link, as ever, in the show notes. Yes. Don't forget, Andrew puts a lot of time and effort into writing the show notes.
1: They are there for your linking pleasure. I know not all subjects lend themselves to people wanting to click through. <laughs> but No, I, but some of them but do. The, do, the lunchtime if, reading stuff. If, if we do refer to an article, we always link to it. Because that is only mm-hmm. fair to do so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It shows that we're not just
0: making it up every week, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Parish Notes. Yes. There was... So, Parish Notes. I'm going to add one to this. Okay. That makes it a four-pointer. four, four pointer. There was a 150 came out kind of quietly on Sunday about the Honda Civic. Oh, I missed that. that. Sorry. We had already discussed in Special Edition. I told you it was kind of quiet. That we've done a special edition on. There's a short two and a half minute on that. Don't forget there's also one there, Lexus LC500. Rather than subject you to an entire podcast of six months with the GRMN, there'll be another 150 out at some point with that. There's a rear view on Friday. There is a rear
1: view that will be released on Friday. I have spoken to a person. Yes, people have actually conceded. And I see that there's
0: many more things have hit diaries as well this week. So this is the first of a few... Quite a few, hopefully, reviews, so that's good. Don't forget, there's a special edition out last Friday as well. Spending time with a Citroën Space Tourer. Yes. There's lots of it. That's what you need to know. It's past. And it tours quite well as well. <laughs> and lastly is that there is a new motoring-related cafe. Uh,
1: and bar has opened just... No, it's opening at the end of the month. It's opening at the end of the month. And but it this is, is just a... Get it in your diaries to 20... to help to help. Let me open this up. No, I'm just doing it now. Uh, to help, uh, so you can block aside. But the 27th of October at midday, mm-hmm. the coffee house. Uh, I'm reading because this is Tom Ford is part of this, uh, yeah. and it's, the basic premise for, behind this is a a safe place for anyone who likes anything with an engine or motorized at all to go and just chill out, have fun, and talk to other like-minded people. It's not specific to a particular type. It's just if you if you like this sort of stuff, come here because we'll like you because you, you like oily bits and engines and motors and that sort of thing. Yes,
0: exactly. It's like a sort of Ace Cafe for those of us who don't go to London.
1: Yeah. They live in the rest of the country.
0: It's near Stratford and Alderminster and these kind of places, just off the A four
1: two nine. Yeah. We will obviously tweet any more info they put out when we see it.
0: And it and I will possibly force myself to make a trip. Yeah, if you could. Hmm. If you could.
1: Force myself to drink nice coffee somewhere. Yeah, well next All next right time I'm then. down with yours we will we will be going across.
0: Oh, will we? Yeah. Okay, that's good.
1: That's that's nice. Tonight. I just now need to work out when I'm coming across. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's details, there. That's
0: mere details. Yeah. No, not much there at all. Right. Anyway, that rounds us up for this week. Yes. Cool. So, people, please, don't forget that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback. Share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the herb of all our activities. Uh, don't forget about Patreon, please, motoringpodcast.com and the orange button right there on the front page. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. It really, really does
1: matter. Andrew, best way to get in touch with you. Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you will find me there. And Alan, if people want to get in touch with you and complain that there isn't going to be an update podcast edition of the GRMN, see what I did there? What's the best way for them to do that with you?
0: You can send your celebratory tweets to me uh, <laughs> using Twitter, where I'm at, AJP Bradley. We'll be back next week. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.